Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold wall, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold wall, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. And this week we've got Matt's, uh, Max Sprinzelis with us. Max, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like what angle to, to talk to, into this microphone. Whatever is the very... most comfortable. Like You can bring it down more if yeah, it's, if it's really, better it's, for you. Yeah, that's it, probably right better. There, it's less right intimidating. There. Yeah. It's not like right in my face. Yeah, that's that's probably better. So, uh, Max, how how was your week? Like, how have you been? Uh, it's been all right. Uh, I'm running a show now at a bar. Oh, cool. Uh, over at Barrow Street Ale House. Um, I started doing a podcast as well. Cool. Uh, it's it's a little different. I I don't know what to call it. Like it's. I don't want to call it a podcast because it's just like me and my friends like hanging out with like comedians or rappers or like whoever we can like any t- kind of entertainer. Right. Uh, and we, what we do is like we we smoke with them and we interview them and okay. just kind of like it's more of a conversation than like uh, an interview. Okay. Like we ask them a lot of interview questions, but it's really just us hanging out and like seeing what like entertainment is like from this person's perspective. What's the strangest thing someone's told you so far? Uh, well, so far we've only done one episode. So what's the strangest uh, thing someone told you on one episode? On that episode, uh, he didn't really say anything. We had a, a rapper on, uh, his name is Logic Leto, and uh, I went to high school. He didn't really say anything too weird. Okay. He, uh, he was pretty normal. Uh, I think afterwards was like the weirdest experience. We went, uh, we went to go pick up a friend of mine, and... Uh, we smoked, and he started, like, singing in the hallway. Okay. And, like, disturbing the neighbors. He started, like, knocking on the door. Uh, <laughs> and, like, I, you know, I've smoked with comics before. So, you know, it's, like, maybe, like, a joint or, like, a like a quick bowl, and then, you know, you're on to the next shit. But, like, I like I don't know if it's all rappers or just him, but, like, there's just no end to it. Like, once you start smoking, you're not done until you go home. <laughs> and, like... My my lungs look like the worst. Like whatever stereotype you could put on Detroit, that's what my lungs <laughs> look like. It's really, yeah. It still hurts, and it's been a week. Oh wow! Well, you guys went hard. He went hard. I didn't want to. <laughs> you just trailed hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I I know like uh, you're still in school. Um. You're still. Uh, you're still in college kind uh, of yeah um so like uh you're gonna be the the young dude uh but like how do people in like your classmates in your school like feel about like what's going on with like trump and oh uh, with trump yeah uh i i've been to a few different schools uh i went to a school in the bronx so a lot of it is just like yeah they should just kill him 
<laughs> I'm like, I, it's not that simple. <laughs> um, and like, I understand the frustration. I'm not like, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter or any of that. But I just feel like, I feel like trying to get him assassinated is just as because then we end up with Pence. Yeah, and he's and so it's just back. like you know, uh, there's no real. I don't find a lot of insight from other classmates. But like right now, I'm I'm uh, something happened with my my old high school where they. Uh, said I was missing a credit, okay. and I have to. I had to go back, and uh, I'd, I'm doing a program to get that credit back, so I can just go back to college. Okay. And uh, yeah, are you no, going no, to prom? No. Am I going to where prom? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what's crazy is they actually have that, which is like they're like, are you gonna? They're asking like, do you want to do like the prom or the graduation? Like, I didn't do that in regular high school. <laughs> Why would I? But now, like you'd be like, like you know, like the like twenty, yeah, the, 20? the older guy. Hey, well, I'm... everyone there is older. Everyone, okay, yeah, everyone's in the same shitty scenario as me. Okay, except, you know, maybe there's like a different, like they were skipping class or something. Okay, but uh, because yeah, like it's I know I brought like a a twenty two year old to my my senior prom, so <laughs> like, did he buy everybody alcohol after? That was the was only reason why I invited him. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always wonder what it's like being the 20, like how you mentally rationalize that, you know? Like where you're like, you're sitting there 22 years old. I'm not even 20. I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't even go out on a date with an 18 year old girl. Yeah. I feel like, you know, even though it's just like two years, you kind of, you know, there's still like a lot to learn in those two years because you're still kind of a kid. Right. So like, you know, why would a 22 year old be like, yeah. I'm bagging these these sixteen year old bitches. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what they want. It's not because you're cool. Yeah, it's it's weird. Well, I it, don't know. It was an odd situation to begin with because like I went to an all girls school, so uh, my birthday was two weeks away from prom, and so uh, my friends are like, "Oh, what do you want for your birthday?" And I'm like, uh, "A prom date." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> so then they're just like that weekend. They're like, "Oh, come play pool with us." And I'm like, "Okay." And so I get down there and it's like my two friends and then maybe like I'd say about six or seven guys. Yeah. And so they're just like, all right, so pick one. And I'm like, pick one of what? And they're like, pick one of the guys you want to take to prom. And so I'm like, they had, they had you pick them out of a lineup. They, so I'm just like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, well, this is my boyfriend's friend and yeah. this is all of his friends. They all know you need a prom date and they're all willing to go. So you just pick which one you want to go with. So it was like, it was like the bachelor. Yeah. But for prom, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and so like. I just like started talking to everybody and eventually I just went with the guy that asked me if he could go because he was like, yeah. I didn't go to my prom. And so like, I kind of regret not going to my prom. I don't regret not going at all. So that's how I ended up. What made you decide not to go? I, uh, I severed a tendon in my finger when I was in high school. And I think I told you this last time I did this. I, uh, I, I skipped prom to do an open mic. Okay. This was like within like the first year of me doing stand up was like my senior year of high school. Right. So I, I, uh, I had physical therapy for the severed tendon and uh, I walked over to New York Comedy Club. I did a mic and that was, you know, that was my day. I came back. My friends were getting, you know, they were on their way out to prom. Yeah. And uh, I went home and I watched South Park. You know? <laughs> how, I, how did you sever the tendon? Uh, I, had a, <laughs> I had a friend in high school we were it wasn't really the running team yet it was really like it was just like a club because we didn't have the funding it was just like a teacher who would make us run up and down hills okay uh, and uh I, I there was like a midget 
in in our in our class, and we would go running. And there was this kid in my gym class who was like picking on him, and took his jacket and threw it on the basketball hoop. And uh, I had only just joined the running club. It wasn't like I was like this athletic, you know. I was still kind of like doughy, and so I was like, oh, you know, I've been worried. I can get it. So like, I jumped on the the basketball hoop thing. I, yeah. I grabbed the net. And I grabbed his jacket with one hand, and when I brought it down, uh, my hand slipped, and my finger got caught it's in the caught net. Caught in the net. Oh. Yeah, and it snapped, like, it cleaned Yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah. yeah. I thought I had broken it. Uh, I told my anatomy and physiology teacher, ironically, who didn't let me go to the nurse. Uh, he's <laughs> like, no, no, you have a midterm. You got you to gotta do that, and then you can be concerned with your why finger. you can't move your finger. Yeah. Did it like swell up and turn colors? Uh, no, that I think that only happens in a breaks. break. It happened okay. when uh, I, I broke my hand. Okay, before that, I was really clumsy in high school. How'd you break your hand? Uh, I punched a wall. Okay, <laughs> and the I wall had it, it coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it was it was like like uh, maybe sophomore year in high school, and uh, I, I was just I was having an argument. And, uh, you know, I, I was just an angry kid and I punched a wall and then, uh, I went to the, I went to the hospital. I had a boxer's fracture. Okay. And, uh, there's this big black lady sitting at the front desk and she goes, she is the most miserable look on her face. And I'm like, Hey, I, I broke my hand. My hand is swelled up, swelled up at this point. Yeah. Uh, like it's like the size of a cheeseburger. And I'm like, Hey, I, I broke this. Can I see somebody about this? And she goes, do you have a parent? I'm like, I, no, I mean, I like I have parents, like, but they're not here. You need a parent to see a doctor, and it's like, do you like my hand is the size of my head? You don't think that's a problem? If I came in here with like a bullet wound in my chest, would you not see me then? Right. And so uh, I had to convince my parents to come down to the hospital on like two fifteenth Street and Broadway. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like tell them like I, you know, I don't. I didn't want my parents invested in my my drama and my bullshit in high school. <laughs> And so I was like, yeah, I was walking downstairs. I, I tripped and I fell on my fist and it broke. <laughs> and that was good enough for them. I don't think they were. They, they also, uh, I didn't eat anything that day. And uh, I managed to, uh, they, they decided to overlook that. And they gave me Percocet for the broken hand. Okay. So I'm just sitting there sick and feeling everything as they're like breaking. They, when they set the bone, they like just snap it up and down right and it's just it's gross and very painful maybe nauseous yeah that's yeah uh but yeah the, so the midget you know i, I snapped the finger and then with the, the trying to get the coat did he at least say thank you uh i believe he did i was too focused on your the pain my finger yeah yeah and like because i had already known the pain from breaking my my hand i had like was it the same hand no, no, I okay. broke my right, and then uh, the finger was the left. Okay, well, at and least you're balanced. Yeah, I, I like it's good because I have OCD, yeah. so it's very like you know I like to have things on both sides. <laughs> yeah. I try to use my hands equally. I chew on both sides equally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> part of, part of my, part of my job uh, as a, like I'm a porter, but I've been like I work with like uh, fitness and pool. Okay, so I'm I'm moving like beach chairs and lounge chairs. And, uh, like, 
on one level, it's like it's great exercise and the pay is good, mm-hmm. but it's also I love like stacking things. <laughs> I like I make like you know I keep track of all the numbers and how many things. Like it's, it just keeps my brain busy. Yeah, um, like uh, you know, like somewhere between artistic and autistic. Yeah, I, you know I, what I mean? yeah no I hear you because like uh, I used to manage a blockbuster like back in the day, and like when I would interview somebody, like one of the things that I would do, because like I, I only really wanted to hire people with OCD because they would make sure that the store was neat. You know what I mean? Cause like, you know, like you walk I in a blockbuster people like that for Netflix. Like it, it's <laughs> I wish that uh, we still had jobs from that. But, um, so fuck <laughs> <laughs> you Netflix. Um, so, like the whole store needed to be like neat and organized, and like you needed to have like the 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 cover um in front of like the the tape, and like whenever we got um yeah. like a visit from corporate or something, that's like we would get extra points if the store is really neat. And on top of that, it has to be in alphabetical order, like alphabetical order. So like one of the things that I would do in an interview is like I had a little paper clip holder, yeah. And so like during the interview, I'd pretend like I knocked over the paper clip holder <laughs> to see how long it would take them to so. start putting them back together, like putting it back in the cup. And I'd always be like, no, no, it's fine. I'll I'll pick it up in a second. And like if they really could not handle, like no, 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 I I've got this. And then like just watching like how they would put it back into the, the uh, paper yeah. clip holder. I'm like mm, that one. That one's gonna be good. Like, yeah, it's little know. things like that with John. Like I used to work at a, a dog daycare, and like you know, it's you know, mop up piss, pick up shit, that kind of you know. It's yeah, like, it's gross, but it's not hard. Yeah, and so like, I would, uh, I would see people do stuff like that were like obviously not what to do, and yeah. it was like crazy because I didn't know like you could actually do this job wrong. But like this <laughs> kid came in, there was one guy who came in. He's this really long, lanky white kid. He has like like weird like you know like Norman Batesy hair uh. know, like this really like serial killery thing going on and he had, he grabbed the mop at the the top and then like at the bottom towards the head and just started like scraping the floor <laughs> with it and it was like you're putting yourself so close to basically what's a toilet yeah and uh, he didn't he didn't get the job but uh, I would have <laughs> loved to have had him there because <laughs> that would have made my days there like so much better wouldn't it have like upset you watching them doing it wrong though no like I like to watch people do things wrong because it reminds me I'm not fucking up that bad <laughs> it's like I had to like stop myself from like stopping people because like I used to be like because I have a little OCD and like yeah. I would have to like if I saw somebody doing something wrong I had to stop them I'd just be like oh do you really want to do that because this is what's going to happen and like yeah. like now I like kind of force myself to like not like so if I see somebody's doing something wrong even though I can like project out like oh that's wrong and this is going to happen and that's going to happen yeah. and blah 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 I'm just like you know something you overthink it, yeah yeah it's yeah, like I do that. it's I not do that too. my like you know people have the right to be wrong well, that, so. yeah that well that that's why uh, i have a bad habit of like yo if you do this and you know that's gonna happen and it's like i get very paranoid mm-hmm. and uh you know some a lot of the time it's within good reason i like to observe the way people act and uh i grew up in a nice neighborhood in uh riverdale in the bronx right but you know all my friends were from outside there in the bronx right and so like I, you know, I have experiences with all different kinds of areas and it's just like, you know, I think about every possibility from every scenario and it just kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I just smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it like, I don't care, you know, 
Yeah. They rob me. I'm a dog. Or, you know, they, if they see what's in my wallet, they'll put a dollar in there. Like, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. No, it's like it's it's hard because like um, for my like, you know, day job, like I'm an analyst. So like it's like feeds into like that whole part of like yeah. yourself where you're just like it's like I actually get paid yeah, to project out what's going to happen. And like so yeah, it's hard kinda, to it's like an hourly wage for panic attacks. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, and I'll see like, ah, that's wrong. But, you know, something that yeah. they want to do it wrong, you know. I'll fix it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, even if like I think something is wrong, I like to, I like to ask people like why they think it's right. Like even if I don't agree with it, because it's just like I want to like people who support like I want to understand like how like like you know what did what what exactly did he say that like made because a lot of people it's just like you know one thing made them vote for like the immigration. A lot of people are oh immigration is there that's why I voted for him. It's like okay cool, but like all the other shit, you don't think that outweighs. The right. immigration thing and you're like especially if you're from new york because it's just like can you even tell the fucking difference it's crowded everywhere anyway everyone's multicultural it does like I, it, I, it doesn't make any sense to me i don't even you know i i don't ask people why because i feel like they, they're never gonna have a good reason and but that yeah that's it, why i ask because you know if they don't have a good reason then you walk away knowing that but none of right, them have uh, a good reason so I know. it's like and but that but that's funny that's the thing is like you know if nobody if somebody doesn't have a good reason for something that's comedy like that's funny. so funny like you just believe whatever the fuck people tell you and you're just gonna oh well he said the mexicans are coming to rape my wife so uh, it's like, might i it's you know i i've definitely been more worried about a frat boy raping me than a mexican yeah but it's me like too. Uh, I don't know. It's it's I I don't ask why because I feel like I've watched enough news to hear people trying to explain why and they never have a good reason. And yeah, I, it's also Life looks just, like a big South Park episode to me. I just like, you know, it's just how is this <laughs> real life? Like, yeah, you know no, what I mean? it's all a cartoon. You know, Casey Anthony's having her own like. Oh, little, is she having a reality yeah, show? Yeah, she's or getting something? like a reality God. show. And is she only, gonna have another kill another baby? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, like she's only famous for like that's the one thing she could possibly be famous for. And they're like, yeah, this bitch deserves a. <laughs> it's like a, a TV show. Like, we we're, we're like uh, apparently we don't need like you don't need to do comedy any like just kill a baby. Yeah, kill a baby good, or say set. cash me outside and you're gonna get yeah. a, a TV show like that shit is ridiculous. Because um, I don't know if somebody said to me though like. If or even if I heard, listen, my father, mother, uncle, whatever was killed in nine eleven, and that's why I want a Muslim ban. Yeah, then I'd be like, y- you're you're myopic, but you have like a valid reason. It's always just like, yeah, um, like oh, he's good with the economy. He's gonna give us jobs. It's just like, uh, you know, what jobs? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that either because it's just like you like what what do you mean he's going to like he's individually going to like, like he's come gonna, up you get you you do you need a job here like, here just, I, I you can uh, have a job you, yeah you know and that's and then it's it was with with this election was like really bad because it was like both of them to me Trump and Hillary are the same person like I just you know one has tits and one has bigger tits and that's the the like they're the, they're the same like they're, but they're both just these gross horrible racist like pandering people 
And, like, you know, that's part of politics. So, like, when people yeah. are, oh, I hate when Hillary... It's just, like, she's just a politician. Trump is an idiot because he has no, like, political background and he's an asshole. See, like, I kind of thought that Bernie and Trump were the same. Like, because really? they're... Yeah. I, I, because they're both so extreme. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I felt I like Bernie like, was ext- he was looking for too much change at once. Yeah. I liked his ideas. I, I agree with his politics. I just feel like it's a lot to uh, want to do at once. And it would... It, I feel like... I don't know if it would necessarily cause like the same like global issue. But I feel like uh, within America, it would cause like, just as much problems. Yeah. You have all the conservatives angry at... But, at, you know, because, like, with Bernie, it's just like, oh, you know, free college, free health care for everybody. Like, OK, so where are we getting the money from? Like, yeah, you know, and then what if you already paid to go to college? Are, they, are we getting reimbursed? Yeah. Are you going to kill my student loan? You know, like, is when you say, like, free college, like, does that mean, like, a billionaire's kid is still going to have yeah. free college? Like, they can pay to go to school. I think... And I, maybe it's just because, like, I'm a millennial, so I'm, like, in the coming generation where, like, this will be kind of affected. Like, I'm, like, I think I might be the oldest at this point where it's, I, I don't know if, like, the last generation is still going to school, like, before us. But, uh. Well, I think, like, I, 35 is the oldest millennial, yeah. right? So, like, I think that you probably have, like, people maybe going to, like, some people are returning back to school. Yeah. Some people are in grad school. I just feel like. Well, like, it, it, I think it's fucked up, but the thing is, is, like, it shouldn't have cost this much to begin with, you know, education shouldn't be something you pay for, you know, it shouldn't have been that way in the beginning, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, the world sucks, so nothing's going to be fair, but if they can start making it free now, they might as well. Not that I think it's going, like, you know, it could fuck up the economy or do something, you know, but it's at least worth trying because it's been a huge thing that people have been bitching about forever. Right. And, like, you know, especially now with, like, the economy has been shit forever. Yeah, but, so I mean, it, I, so. I have friends that literally have a master's from Harvard yeah, that they have, are they have a manager debt, right? of a bookstore. Y- yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, is it... Yeah, that's, it's not... It's, it's, you know... Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And, yeah. And, uh, and I also, I mean, I feel like... Um, I don't know. I I think that something needs to get done, but I also kind of feel like the disparage, like the disparity between, like let's say, a, a, like as you said, you you went to well, you lived in a good neighborhood in yeah. Riverdale. I don't know if you went to a private or a public school. No, I went to public school. You I've went, never been to private. School. Okay, so you went to a public school. So I'm gonna assume that your public school would be better than like a public school that's in Fort Apache, the Bronx. Uh, maybe I probably, it's like a, the, it would be like a, my school is like a cross of like some of the Riverdale kids. And then it was a uh, Riverdale and Kingsbridge. Okay. So it was like North and but, South Bronx. Right. But it's, I still kind of feel like it's still going to be better than yeah, no, public it, schools. In like, yeah, no, I've seen some of the other schools. We were lucky. I think now they might have metal detectors, but while I was going there, they didn't have them. Right. Like, it would be like an occasion, like once a month, they'd bring in metal detectors. But, you know, it wasn't a daily thing like it was down the street at JFK. Right. So, like, now, kids that went to your school yeah. most likely will be able to get accepted into a college because you 
went to yeah. a better high school and somebody that went to a bad high school that yeah. they probably wouldn't be yeah, able to well, accept one of the, into well a, the school that I went to wasn't like it wasn't a special it was just like a regular, regular one, public, yeah. but like like it was like it was like the best of the shitty schools mm-hmm. but you know everything else like was like specialized so like, like I, I get what you mean like special like a LaGuardia kid is way more chance of getting into RISD than like a like, you know, one of my friends or right. somebody, yeah. But, like, you still had a better chance than yeah. someone that's right. in, uh, the exactly. shittiest of the shitty schools. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a better chance, but I totally fucked it up in high school because, like, I just, every, <laughs> yeah, every, every day I was like, yeah, I'm not going to class. I'm going to skip school and go to open mics. Yeah. Yeah, go hang out with my friends. Like, I was just irresponsible. So, like, to me, I feel like people should focus more on getting elementary and high schools up to speed before we start yeah, offering a free college that, because yeah. then like the kids that <coughs> went to the shittiest of shitty schools never were going to have the opportunity to use a free college yeah. but then kids that went to better yeah, high schools gonna, they're, they're, yeah, they they would have already been able to get into a college yeah. now like they can get in and well, it's going to be free well the education system as a whole needs an uh, overhaul like a, a complete uh, overhaul uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't even understand how like teachers that have kids that are failing can keep their jobs. You know, I yeah. feel like teachers and weathermen are the only people that can be wrong and keep their job. Yeah, I. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah no I I could totally see because like when I was in high school at first like I kind of felt like oh maybe we're just bitching you know like if we're saying oh well we're all failing your class. But, you know, doesn't that mean that you're doing something wrong? At first, I thought we were bitching. Then I realized, like, no, his job is, you know, their job is literally to, if I feel like I'm not learning something, like, he doesn't necessarily have to get fired. But, like, there needs to be some type of fix where yeah. I can I can connect with somebody that will teach me what the fuck I need to know. Right. Because if you fuck up, you get detention. If, right. If, if nobody in their their yeah. class learns they still get a retirement fund like it doesn't make yeah. any sense I, I, they didn't even start telling us the, the you know the way Christopher Columbus really was until like senior year of high school <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and like I, I think for them that's like progressive or something yeah. like all the teachers that taught us about it like except for maybe one of my history teachers like really like kind of like pompous oh, yeah we're telling you the truth about Christopher Columbus but it's just like you should have been like you shouldn't be teaching us that he's a hero when we're little kids because right. like it like that story skips a beat you know and they're like well Christopher Columbus was a hero because he came to America and he met the Indians and uh long story short they had Thanksgiving dinner and then they just gave us the the land you know yeah it's and, not yeah. like oh well they called them Indians because he actually went to the wrong place entirely because yeah. he sucks like, he just decided and then you know he just what? raped we, and yeah. killed and pillaged. You know what? Let's just do what we were going to do over there, over here. Yeah. You know, might as well. It's not like they're going to know what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. It, he just, like, named the wrong people, like, the whole nine. Yeah. Uh, we have a very strong foundation for America. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, you know, it's it's crazy. I think it's funny that, like, they still teach kids that it... I, I wonder, like, if there's that one kid that's just like, how is it discovering if, you know, there were already people there? Yeah. It's it's not, but, you know, yeah. they just... It's funny. I, I don't know. It's it's very strange. The only thing I like about Christopher Columbus is that I get a day off of work. That's I, I like. That's <laughs> the. It's like you know, it's just one day where, I I mean it's fucked up that we're celebrating this rapist, but I also totally love staying at home and sleeping. Yeah, I, but I it's I feel like that's like every holiday though. It's it's just basically like, 
we're celebrating something that's fucked up and as a reward for like you get a day yeah. off and you get like sheets at 25% off. It's, it's yeah. you know. It, I think that's funny that there's sheets at 25% off. It's crazy. It's like it's <laughs> always. What exactly are they celebrating? It's just like, oh, you want to stay in bed and hide from the rapist. Here is a quilt. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, like, what connection does it? Oh, well, the the quilts would have SARS on them, and they, you know, yeah, just, it's, it's just, just illnesses like, and well, imagine early back bio warfare. <laughs> yeah, it's like back in Christopher Columbus's day, these quilts would have had smallpox. Aren't this you happy you can go to, to cover Macy's? the bodies like, after? <laughs> so yeah, no, I I, t- I totally uh, Christopher Columbus's. I, I would like to see Christopher Columbus. I, I want to see like old like people that we're taught about in school. Like as stand-up comedians, yeah. Because I feel like that would be like a like Abraham Lincoln. Well, I always kind of feel like shot. the the one that like always gets me is like Gandhi. So like yeah. you know like Gandhi is you know obviously Gandhi is a peaceful guy or whatever, but no, he was like not. uber he's racist. A, yeah, I was gonna say he's like, a huge racist. He was a huge he's racist. A bigot. He yeah, he hates women. And, yeah, and, and like black people. Yeah, he and said something like, like they were dirty or something. He's like, yeah, he didn't. He wanted like the Indians to like have their own entrance because he didn't think that they should have to go in with yeah. like, colored people. I think, but like, isn't that so weird to be like so strongly for a cause and then be like, like to be like, I feel like. We should all be strong together. Yeah. Unless you are dark <laughs> or have a vagina. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> we got Jason Cross with us. Yeah, I finally made it. I got stuck on the two train. It yeah. just stayed between stops. And yeah. That was it. A lot of construction going on in this city. Uh, I'm very happy I cabbed it. <laughs> no. Twizzler, anyone? I got to no. support my local uh, high school baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> For triple the cost, probably. Oh, yeah. Hey, you always love diabetes. Yeah, you know me. You, you do. Twizzlers yeah, taste yeah, better when they're $20 on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's they the only way I eat my Twizzlers. Oh, really? <laughs> do you ever use it as a straw? I have. Yeah. I. That's no, like the I'm only... I don't even like Twizzlers, I but... I kid. Yeah. Wait, like you did this recently? Uh, the only time I'll ever eat a Twizzler is if I'm using it as a straw. Oh. I don't like Twizzlers, but like, I like if I if I have a Twizzler, then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna eat a Twizzler. I might as well use it as a straw. Like yeah. that's you know, uh, I the only the last time I used a Twizzler for a straw, I was I was just really high, and I was like, you know what I used to do that was fun, and I tried to drink uh, Diet Coke with a straw. And that was disgusting. Yeah, but now, a, you know, I, now I think they should make like a cherry diet coke. They could probably make money off of I that. Don't too. I don't want to. You're stuck I don't together. Want straw. Damn it. Um, oh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, all right. Let's see. Let's test this method out. The Twizzler straw. Twizzler straw. By Marissa Smith. There you go. I want to cry. Oh, it's too it's short. Yeah, it's, it's too it short. Look like That's what she enough. said. <laughs> <laughs> No, do a new beer. Press well, beer. I'll say I'll have to save it for the next one. Yeah, we have to test um, it. And now I'm eating a freaking Twizzler. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> it tastes like s- such. A strawberry is fruit. Yeah, it, this is this is going to be uh, the fruit that we have in the future, being that we're not going to have Twizzler. anything else. Um, entire farmers markets of Hershey's uh, uh, and <laughs> yeah. Twizzlers, Skittles. Yeah. It's going to be like now later. Is it going to be your bananas? Like <laughs> Skittles are like the fruit salad. Of yeah. 
It's gonna be like, oh, it's candy. Um, so you've been doing uh, stand up since you were in high school. Yeah. Well, how would you say that doing stand up in high school as opposed to, I guess, doing stand up in college is different? Um, I guess I, I'm like slowly maturing. I guess I'm noticing changes in my body, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm just a full-blown woman. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, as I, uh, you know, I I just mature a little bit, and I just kind of, like, I realize, like, I can't just, like, especially with college, because, you know, you pay for it. So it's, like, with school, with high school, I was just like, fuck it. I hate it here. I just want to tell jokes. I'm going to, and then, like, I just kind of, like, you know, why not just be in school and do comedy? I have time for it. I, I work. Right. Uh, I might as well just balance it out, you know. I'll be tired, but, I mean, uh, it just kind of seems like that's how life is supposed to work for now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm just going to keep doing that until things look You haven't better. even begun to get tired yet. Yeah. You're 20? You're 20 and tired? What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm doing stand-up. Uh, I'm running uh, a podcast called The Scythe. Uh, I'm working every day, like seven days a week. I'm doing the porter thing with the beach chairs and the moving everything and so it's just like you know every day i'm doing something it's like extraneous activity for at least eight hours in a row right and so like i'm just always like any nap chance that i have for a nap like i do it trust me you might still be growing yeah, yeah. i don't think so <laughs> my brother is 17 right now and he's six foot five and 340 pounds so I think it doesn't look like he's going. I think like we both kind of stopped around the same point because that's when I stopped growing at 17. Mm-hmm. I've been the same height for a while, and it just seems like like he's a big kid. Like I would like. I would say so. Yeah, I, like I wish I was his height because I used to. I, I lived on the Grand Concourse for a year, and I I'd get pressed a lot because I, I lived there with my ex, and uh, I used to walk her dog, and her dog, you know, it was a pug. Mm. He's this tiny little adorable dog but you know i already look like this and i'm walking down the street with this tiny dog and you know i'd get like pressed for basically for nothing sometimes for money mm. but you know they would they'd never find anything so you know, it didn't really matter right you know nothing would ever look in your pockets they would like pat my pockets and like you know there'd be like an empty bowl uh and keys wow in the bronx huh uh, it depends on what time. Because, like, in broad daylight, you know, I, I never really had any issues over there. But, like, I, I would come back at night and, like, sometimes people would say shit to me. Or, like, uh, I'd be walking around with my girlfriend at the time. And, like, I this is, this is a bad decision on my part because it is immature. But uh, I would catch guys, like, breaking their neck to, like, look at her ass. So I'd stick my middle finger up. And they get mad at that and shout, like, call me faggot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, if I'm a faggot, then, like, this faggot's fucking the girl that you're looking at. So it's just like, you know, what the fuck does it make a difference to me? I'm a faggot. Right. And, like, even if I was like, who cares? Why does that matter? Right. What, what is that your business for? Like, you know, if you didn't want to get flipped off, you wouldn't have taken the risk of looking at her ass. I, I don't know what to, you know. Right, Everything right. you do has a chance of some type of risk. So it's just like, you know, you make a conscious decision. You don't do anything you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. 
Um, I would say just moving a grand concourse in general is a risk, but you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I felt completely fine there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's why I was. Uh, you was know. she from there? Yeah, she's from there. Okay. She grew up there. Okay. Uh, she's still over there. Um, we for you know for a while we were using the same Hulu account, so when we broke up, that was difficult. But I think that was like the most difficult part of the breakup. Okay. The, the, the thing is, like you know. Uh, she was really nice. You know, she, you know, a lot of people think that, like, because by the way she acts, like, around my friends, like, she's really, like, hyperactive and, like, yo, what's up, guys? Like, but, you know, I think that's just, like, how she has fun. And so, like, some people, I don't know if they find it intimidating or they just, like, don't know how to socialize, like, with any type of enthusiasm. But we're two totally different people because, like, this is, like, this is it for me. Like, this is my level of excitement. my pinnacle. Yeah, like you're as jazzed as you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Yeah, I, I think a, like like excitement wise and like a like a positive sense. I think this is like my my pinnacle, and it's not because like I don't get happy. It's just like I don't like exude happiness. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah no, I feel you. I'm yeah. like that too. Like uh, you know, my my like I I can like dance and karaoke. That's about it. But I'm still kind of like that. this. Like you know, I'm kind of. I kind of just stay here. Like, yeah. I either get pissed, like, but, like, or I'm here. But I, I'm never, like... I've just learned to force myself in social scenarios to just figure out what to talk about and make other people laugh. Because, uh, like, even, like, just dating... Like, I've had, like, dating... Like, dating her, I had to go to a lot of places that, like, I've never... Like, I went to the Rough Riders Biker Club okay. for a baby Holy shower. <laughs> for a baby shower. And there's a video she has somewhere. I wish, I, I, I might, like, message her to get it. Because we're, we're on good terms. There's nothing wrong. Uh, but there's this video she has. It's just, like, a bunch of, like, Puerto Rican guys, like, dancing. And, like, bikers in the back, like, talking. Yeah. And it's just me <laughs> sitting there in the back doing nothing. And, like... Is she Puerto Rican? Uh, yeah, she's Puerto Rican and Chinese. Okay. And, uh... Her, this was like the Puerto Rican side of the okay. family. Uh, everyone there was pretty nice, you know. Nobody yeah. there was. It was uh, no no cabs would come to pick us up. <laughs> we called every cab company in the Bronx, <laughs> and we're, we're sitting there through the. Where are you? No, no, we don't go there. <laughs> uh, when we when we got dropped off, like our cab driver stayed to make sure we were meeting who we were supposed to be meeting, <laughs> because like it's just a bunch of uh, like. It's just like a bunch of like th- warehouses. Yeah. So like, I was just like, "Are you like? Is she setting you up? Are you sure she's pregnant?" And he's like, <laughs> "No, she like she's. Are you sure she hasn't just been like faking this for nine months to fuck us up?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was nice. Everyone there is pretty cool. It was like uh, the same way when I went to like the Bronx Brewery because like uh, yeah, it, like because that's like kind of like um in the middle of nowhere and it's all industrial. And, like, when he had the cab drop us off, they're like, you guys sure you want to come here? And we're just like, yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, we're going to need to get picked up later. And then he was like, all right, you call me because no one else is going to come here. I'm like, okay. I've just learned that I've met a lot of people that have put me in scenarios that I don't want to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, while I do live in a night, it's a small neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's every area surrounding it is not nice. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I've been in a scenario where, like, somebody dragged me all the way into Yonkers. And, like, my phone was dead. I didn't have money for a cab. And so, like, this dude is trying to get me to go into a fucking factory. that Like, this abandoned factory in Yonkers. And I was just like, 
Like, do you know, like he's from Yonkers? This is like, do you, like, do you not listen to Tyler Creator? Do you like, <laughs> do you hate yourself? Why are we fucking here? Why would you want to go in there? And so, like, I decided to bail. You know, he's like, oh, you're being a pussy. I've just learned that at this point, your best bet in these scenarios is trust your gut instinct and don't go into places like abandoned factories because that's where crazy people go to do drugs and kill people. Right. Uh, which I later found out that's exactly what they do there. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, just, you know, carry something with you because you never know who you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say like a gun, but like after all these experiences, like I feel like I've skewed my my opinion on gun laws a little bit. Okay. Because I, I originally I was like totally against it because like all the, you know, all the like school and work shooting movie theaters. But then it's just like I had all these experiences where, because well, I lived on the concourse for an entire year, so like there was plenty of time to have people not like me. And right. So it's just like you kind of under you start to understand like this, like you know, some people are really fucking hostile, and you just want to go home. Right. Right. So it's just like I I kind of get it, and I think that's why I'm starting to become more comfortable talking to people because like I don't really care where they come from. I kind of get like everyone has their own stress. Right. I'm just hoping they don't take it out on me. No, I feel you. I feel you. And uh, yes, most of Yonkers is about uh, abandoned warehouses and 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 yeah, drugs and killing people. The train stations are nice. Yonkers train station. Well, they've got the Yonkers brewery right by. um, Yeah, Yonkers. My friend works over there. That's you know that's where I originally thought we were going. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with you guys to Yonkers. Yeah, I love Yonkers. Yeah, I do not love Yonkers anymore. Yeah, (laughs) you know. It's got its ups and downs. I'm from Yonkers, so it's yeah. just kind of like, it, you know, <laughs> it's like, I feel like it, when you start, like, once you start getting into, like, the offshoot streets of the square, yeah. anything can happen. Oh, yeah. No, the guy that dragged us down there, uh, we were smoking a joint walking down the street, and before we even hit the end of the block, he goes, yeah, guys, let's just turn around and go back to the car. I don't know anybody on this block, and, you know... There's usually trouble around here. So Why it's do like you want to take you to a warehouse though. I don't get this. Because story. he's a psychopath. I don't like he was telling a story like he I guess he was trying to impress us. The guy had issues. My friend met him in like a group therapy and okay. decided to bring him to hang out with us and like I immediately t- could tell I wasn't going to be comfortable with him cuz he came to hang out with us. He, he, my brother said something and he's like I could tell I'm going to like you, bro. You remind me of and it's just like and the whole night, oh, I can tell, I can tell. What are you guys, by the way? What are? And the second me and my brother said Jewish, all night, just fucking, yeah, you know, I bet you're cheap picking pain, which is fine, you know, I don't really care, stereotype jokes, I don't, whatever. But, like, it was all night, and, like, eventually, like, he started going on tangents about, right. like, how fucked up the cops are to minorities, which they are. But, right. when you know, all I would do is agree with him, because, like, after a while, it got a little, like, condescending. And so he's like, really? You understand that? Who taught that to you? And I'm like, what are you like? Are you really like, are you pressing me for an answer? Like, why are you? And he's just abrasively coming at me all night with this shit. And then like making comedy at one point, he said something about Jews uh, running this kosher market near me. Okay. Saying that like, you know, I'm sick of like all these hebes that fucking do coke and run these restaurant, these kosher versions of other culture restaurants. And, you know, all Jews are acting like that. And, you know, I'm sick of them being cheap. And it's just like, yo, you can't fucking sit there and tell me about minority struggle and then fucking sit here and I'm the only white guy in the car. I'm the only Jewish guy. And, yeah, whatever. But it's just like. 
all night with this shit and you don't want me to punch you in the fucking mouth? Holocaust jokes, Kai Keeb. This is like, I'm he not having fun Kai. anymore. He should have punched he, him. That, yeah, he was driving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if he if he went off road, I went off road. Right. Uh, that this was the the icing on the cake that told that made me tell him like, yo, take me home. I made him drive me home. Yeah. Uh, we went to McDonald's. I decided to spoil myself because I was angry. And I got a milkshake, and we get in the car, and he tells us, "Hey guys, just try to keep it low because these cops rode by and they shined a light in my car, and then they drove away." And, you know, McDonald's is right next to the precinct, so that's not abnormal. Like yeah. That, you know, it's 2 in the morning. You're, yeah, You're yeah. sitting in your fucking car. Of course, they're going to want to know what you're up to. And uh, so I go into McDonald's. I come back in. And he tells me that. And I, I thought it was weird that he would say something. Then he pulls up alongside the cops, realizes it's the same guys that shine the flashlight in on him. And he's like, you guys want to see me race them? And <laughs> everybody in the car said, no! <laughs> don't do that! Why are you... Are you okay? And he just starts revving his fucking engine. And they, luckily, they didn't pull us over. Right. But it's just like, you know... if you can't pull him over for revving his engine. Right. But the thing it's is... It's Yonkers. They can do whatever. <laughs> no, this was back in the Bronx. Oh, uh, okay. Because uh, I thought you were in the like the McDonald's near the uh, White Castle. No, no. Like this South is, Broadway. No, we were near there. I don't know why we went Yonkers, to the... Don't you? From Yonkers. Okay, represent. <laughs> Why don't I die? Go on. Yeah, they're just... It was it was just really stressful. I started, you know, if somebody, if everyone in a car tells you not to do something, even if you think you're gonna have fun with it, don't be a dick. Yeah, that, like there, you know, if that had to be explained to him, it's just like, yo, I don't want to hang out with you again. I, you know, first of all, like I, my grandparents are fucking like, you know, they had to leave their home because of the Holocaust, and like, yeah, you know, I find Holocaust jokes hilarious, but like. When you're just like, yeah, the Holocaust is pretty great. It's just like, cool, where's the, you know, hit me with a punchline and I'll laugh. But if you're just going to say stupid shit, then you're going to get stupid prizes. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's all crazy. It's I, weird. Yeah. And, it's, and there's like parts of Yonkers that are like super weird. Like I remember when I was in high school. Uh, one of my friends uh, was driving and we were going down like uh, Riverdale Avenue and like their her friends lived in uh, like one of these like ha- housing complexes over there yeah. and so we're we're sitting there and we're this is Riverdale Avenue Yonkers or like Riverdale Avenue Riverdale Yonkers oh, okay yeah but like Riverdale Avenue and Yonkers I think goes up to Riverdale it Bronx. does yeah so like but we were down on the Yonkers side of Riverdale Avenue yeah that's and, where we go to get drinks so we're like over there and like we're parked in front of this 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 apartment building and these guys like come like flying out of the door of the the yeah. apartment building and so we're just like oh that's weird and it's like four guys and it's like three guys yelling at one guy and i'm like oh that doesn't look good we should go yeah. and so she's just like and she's still bullshitting with me like oh you want to get pizza and i'm like fuck pizza we need to go and yeah. so <laughs> then she's like so now they start pushing him and i'm like this is about to go down like it's this is gonna jump off we need to go yeah. and so she's just like oh like uh yeah but like what pizza i'm like dude shut up with the pizza let's fucking go and so now the guy like 
they push him, he flips over the car, yeah. ends up on her side because she's driving, and he's like, "Yo, man, what the fuck?" And then these three guys slide across the top like of her hood, and one has like a box cutter, and then slices the kid's face, and I'm just like. Go! Yeah. Fucking go! And then she's just like, oh my god, did they just cut him? And I like literally, <laughs> I was just like, I put the car in park and I pushed her foot on the gas and I was just like, go! And like, she's like, we're going, we're going. Like, and she's like, the car is moving. She's like, oh my god, oh my god. And I was just like, fucking drive the car! Drive the fucking car! And she's just like, what just happened? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just fucking go. And like, it's just like, there's, you can, there's pockets of yogurt. Like, like you're just like, yeah. okay. Eat. There's even at this point, there are so many stupid kids from my generation that think they're like hard and gangster because like they grew up on 50 cent and whatever. And you know, they live in Riverdale. It's and, uh, like I had a gun pulled on me in Riverdale of all fucking places. Right. And it's just like, what are you doing? Your neighbor's a rabbi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a hug? <laughs> like, like <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, he was like yelling, you know, this is my hood. And I'm like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the Weinstein's hood. Yeah. It's a really, and it's just, it's sad. Because it's just like, why, like, why would you even want the stress or drama of being like that kind of person unless you needed to be? Right. You know, you live in a nice neighborhood where you you have a pool in your fucking building. You don't need to be robbing anybody. This is a hobby for you. Like, uh, yeah, you know, your day job is at the pizza place. You can't, <laughs> you know, you. D- Why do you think that is, though? Because that's a phenomenon that's going on. A lot of thuggish suburban suburban kids. Uh, the guy that did it, I know who it was. I went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was coked up and asked us if we wanted to rob somebody. And, uh. I, I, this was kind of my fault. I laughed in his face. And the thing is, is I don't, I couldn't take him seriously because this kid, you know, I was looking, I was, in a way, I was kind of looking for an excuse to fight him. He had been accused of raping one of our friends. He'd, uh, he was really just a disgust. He was, uh, when we were there, he, we heard him on, Riverdale? yeah, this is a kid from Riverdale. With the rabbi as the neighbor. Yes. Okay. Uh, we heard him on the phone earlier that night trying to make a, a phone call to, uh, to, buy coke mm-hmm. and we ignored that uh and like he was and he like so when he came over to ask us you know if we wanted to rob somebody no <laughs> you know i yeah you know, i have enough shit going on you know this is especially because it's riverdale if anything happens everybody hears about it and then you know nobody uh, nobody in that neighborhood isn't gonna call the cops right like the like they're they're going to call Right, and they also know your your grandparents. Yeah, and your and yeah. That's the thing and, is like, yeah. yeah, especially you know, I, I live with my grandma. I'm not trying to have like this 89 year old woman. Oh, you're here with the police? Yeah, grandma. I got into a fight. This guy was buying coke, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just an interesting night. What were you doing at the park? So I was smoking weed with my friends. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Granny's not having it. Is this straw work? Oh, I didn't even try it again. All right. So before uh, he's, he's going to make me eat another one of these things. How much did you pay for those? These Twizzlers? I have the no Twizzlers. These, uh, what did I give the kid? Like $4? $4. $4. Not even the long Twizzlers. Yeah, they're the short ones. I got to keep widening until I got a hole in the end. There we go. 
This one doesn't have a mole on the other side. I'm gonna have to eat this whole fucking thing. Okay. There You're gonna go. have to get a Dixie cup. I know. Okay, here we go. Let's see here. The Twizzler test. Mm-mm. Not working? Not working. No. Let's see if I put a burger hole on the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's working? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the Twizzler straw. It's only going to work for so long, though. It's so short. It's Unless Twizzler. you lean it a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Did you imagine like doing this straw? in public? I know, right? People just see <laughs> you're like biting their heads like, off of Twizzlers and, and sticking them in your beard. Beer and it's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, I got a little, ge- yeah. I got a little jammed up here. But, uh, Max, wow, we're going to have to take a, uh, yeah. Uh, it worked for a couple of minutes, and then I think that it, like, got a little, like, jammed up here. But, Max, we're going to have to take a quick break before we start the next segment. But before yep. um, you go, where can everyone see you, follow you on uh, you social guys, media? Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Max Sprinzellis Comedy. Uh, Sprinzellis is S-P-R-I-N-Z-E-L-E-S. Um... I the podcast is uh, the Syph on UStream under Syndicate Radio. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you guys want to come out, there's a show I run on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. at Barrow Street Alehouse called Underground Laughs. Uh, there's a Facebook page for that too. Um, all the posters are like a cartoon of me and my friend who host the show together. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, 15 Barrow Street Alehouse, New York 10014, I believe, and. Uh, I have upcoming shows, but I'm not sure where. I, I think I'm at the stand or stand up New York at some point next month. Okay. Uh, well, but. you know, everyone can check out your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter. Yeah. And uh, Twitter's Max Does Comedy. Um, that's pretty much it. I just have Facebook and Twitter. Awesome. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. This is a big talk in Brewskies, and we'll see you in a few. Yep.
Yeah, big talk and brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold while we're on the air. Big talk and brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold while we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talk and brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm still Marissa Smith. We've got Jason Cross with Hello, us. Everyone. And we're joined with Freddie G. Hello. So, uh, Jason, how was your week? You've been gone for a while. Oh man, week is totally busy. I went trapezing yesterday, mm. which was super fun. Uh, Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you ever have any fears, I would say go trapezing. It helps you get over your fears quick. I think I would just throw up. That could happen, too. Like, it totally... I would just, like... I see how it could happen. That was, like... It it scared the shit out of me. I would just be looking at the edge, like... uh -uh. Well, the thing is, they want you to lean forward, too. All your way forward, and they support and hold you. And you're like, I don't know this motherfucker. It's like, mm mm-mm. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I'm too phobic. I have a huge fear of falling. I couldn't do it. Yeah, a fear of heights. Yeah, so... not heights falling. Because they're like, push your hips forward, and now bend your knees, and you feel how that feels. Now lean forward. I can hold you. It doesn't matter if uh, how big of a fall it is. I'm just scared. Yeah, scared. Like I'm yeah. scared of standing on a skateboard, and that's like a foot off the ground. Well, this yeah. would be a way for you to conquer those fears. If you could do this, you could... it would just be a way for me to have a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could. And then do... you climb this thirty foot ladder to get up to the thing. I can't do heights. I, do I can't no? do falling. Like I, I can't do like confined space. I'll have a panic attack in a tiny elevator. Like really? Yeah, I've definitely. Um, I did the Manhattan. Um, the Manhattan Theater Festival, and we were in some theater. Um, forty something between eighth and ninth. Yeah, and so we were we were in this little tiny theater, and so like it, like a, like some comics were putting on a show, and there was an elevator. I was going up the stairs, and they were just like, "Hey, Maris, get in the elevator!" And I was like, oh, "Okay," and I'm expecting a normal elevator. I don't know why, because the building was built in like eighteen hundred. Yeah, I'm like, always expecting a normal ele- elevator. Yeah, but I'm expecting a normal elevator, and they're like, "Oh, get in!" And so I'm like, "Okay," so like I, I walk in the elevator, and I'm like. Oh my god, this elevator is the size of a fucking Tic Tac. Like, and I'm like, and then more people pile in on top of me, so I can't get out. And I'm just like, I start like kind of hyperventilating, and I'm just, and they're like, Are you okay? I'm like, It's hot, it's hot. How many floors? And, and like, I would have probably fainted, except for like, everybody's kind of holding me up. So, like, I'm just kind of like, like, kind of like falling out, but they were just like, it was so packed that like all the bodies were like keeping me standing <laughs> and so like I get out of there and I'm just like okay I'll be fine I'm gonna go in the green room I'm gonna pull myself together I get in the green room this green room is a pretty small green room but like I'm I'm handling my shit and then they're just like okay we need to go um, enter the stage from the, the back of the stage so you guys all have to go into the other green room. I'm like, okay. So I go to that green room, and the first thing, like, they open the door, and it's almost like a fire escape because, like, it's this 
thin metal planks and like you can see all the way down like five floors and as soon as I step on the metal like I feel it like bending under my feet and I'm just like oh my god I can't stay on here either and I'm just looking like I literally like took a penny out of my pocket and I was just like and you just hear like ting 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 all the way down and it's like and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall through this floor. And then we get into like the the green room, and now this green room is like the size of a fucking Wrigley gum. It's just rectangular, and like from wall to wall, you could do that. And the AC wasn't working. And there's six of us back there. And I was just like, oh my god. And like whenever I start like getting real claustrophobic, I had to go low because it makes the space seem bigger. And I'm, like, kind of, like, huddled in a corner. I'm, like, all shades of green. And people are, are you okay? I'm, like, I might throw up, like, just room, air, something. And they're, like, people are fanning me, giving me water. I'm like, (laughs) and so, like, finally, somebody, like, goes and gets a paper bag. So, like, I'm breathing the paper bag. I'm, like, back there. And I'm, like, how am I going to do this set? Like, I don't even know how to do it. I thought that only worked for hiccups. No, it's when you hyperventilate. Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it controls the air. Ah. It slows down your breathing, so you're not... You get like, more CO2 in. Yeah. And so, like, man, let's breathe in a bag. Yeah, knows about that carbon dioxide. I have, there. but I just paid a really a good attention in science class yeah. and then don't have trouble forgetting anything. So, yeah. yeah. I have a crazy memory. But, like, it was, like... And so, then they went, and they are just like, okay, you're next. So, like, I'm standing in the, the wings, and so... I'm on that, like, floor, and I'm literally, like, standing on, like, the only two pieces of, like, concrete, like, I can see, like, all, like, like ballet on, like, my tippy toes, like, oh, my God, and I just gotta stay forward and on this concrete, and so they're like, and Marissa Smith, I go out, I do my set, and I'm fine, and then the second I'm done, I go back, and I'm, like, back to, like, hyperventilating, I'm just like, <sighs> we gotta get you some volume to carry around with you. Uh, I I don't think I can. Then you'll get ejected, though. Yeah, I don't think. Do people get hooked on Valium? I know they get hooked on painkillers. I never heard Valium. Isn't Valium the same neighborhood? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like we got to get you addicted to opiates. Yeah, 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 it's 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 the same family tree, I think. I don't know. I have to do some research. Um, Researcher. <laughs> Reba's on it. Reba, Valium is it the same as a uh, uh, opiate? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a downer, but I don't know if it's a uh, habit forming. But I, can I see think it's. I c- in my experience, everything. V a l i u m i u m. I mean, I got addicted to chewing gum, so. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely yeah. need to stay away. What from brand? The uh, Trident, the orange one. Oh, that shit is delicious, though. It's so good. Yeah, I chew a whole pack in like an hour. My jaw started hurting. It's good. You're working like that TMJ. massive muscle. Yeah. Oh, wait. Team what? TMJ. The, when you like have a, that jaw disorder. I didn't get quite there. Okay. I just stopped doing it because my jaw was hurting. Okay. Um, so, now, Freddie, how was your week? It was good. Just got back from a trip down south. Uh, did some shows in like uh, Charlotte, Charleston, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, then been up here. Uh, I did a show at a college dorm, and then a show, a bar show in Westchester, uh, where the audience was over sixty. Everyone was over sixty, so really got got both ends of the range <laughs> in a couple days. Uh, so uh, how was the the shows down south? Uh, good. Where down south? Uh, 
Charlotte, Charlestown, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. It's like the Carolinas. I went to Atlanta for a little bit. Yeah. As well, yeah. How'd you like... Yeah, go ahead. How'd you like Charleston? It's nice. It's a nice place. I I wasn't there for that long, but it's seems like a nice place. People seem very friendly. Uh, it's It's near the beach. I wish I got to go to the beach. Yeah. I mean, it is far, though. I think it's a, you got to go so far east. Yeah. Um, do you like doing road gigs? Are you ri- where, where are you I originally from? I haven't done from? that much of them. But I like it because I like seeing the country. I'm from Queens, and I live in Queens. Okay. And I've been in New York City my whole life, so it's nice to get out of the city. So uh, were these like uh, Carolina South shows like the most road gigs that you've done? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. Um. What's the biggest difference between the audiences down there and, and let's say, in New York? Uh, they're more forgiving. Okay. They might be more Republican, too, but that's not always the case. Okay. Hmm. Like, um, when you say that they're more forgiving, like, um, in what sense? Like, you can just, you can take longer to tell jokes. You know, it doesn't have to be as quick. You get more time, and they're just more patient. Okay. And, I mean, not to brag about New York, but, like, the comics here are great, and a lot of the comics in other areas aren't as good. So they're 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 they they're more impressed by people who perform in New York. Okay. Um. What? Yes. Okay. So fact checker. We've got a fact check going. Remus coming in with a fact check. You guys, hold on. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. And, uh, give it's the big Re- talking. Rima is back. Give it up for Rima. Yeah, Rima. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. So fact checker it is. It is not like an opiate. It is oh. definitely different. Uh, you can take a lot, but it, it will probably make you black out if you're trying to make it give you the same feeling of an opiate. It's totally ah. different. Right. Um, it just it, it helps with anxiety. And that's all it pretty much said. Okay. But it, is it, it, it habit gives, forming? Uh, it can be habit forming and your body, if you're taking it regularly and you try to take it and stop, it, you can go through withdrawal. Okay. Oh. So it is addictive, but it's not an opiate. It's not an opiate and okay. it's not a narcotic and it's, I believe it's legal. Uh, yeah, it's legal. You, know, you yeah. can get it with a prescription. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you guys. Thank they, you, Rima. They prescribe um, Valium very easily. Like you could say you're taking a flight somewhere and you're scared to fly. They'll give you a yeah, Valium. That's yeah, they prescribe take- stuff that's terrible for you pretty easily. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, very true. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you're afraid to fly and you have to fly, like, just take a Benadryl. It's the same fucking thing. Like, it knocks yeah. me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's Benadryl is beautiful. That's the best sleep I've, I've ever had is with a Benadryl. Because like when it kicks, it kicks. The blue Benadryl. I don't know if I could sleep on a plane. So. Yeah? No? It's too uncomfortable. Really? Oh. Uh, I'm like, before I it takes off, I'm out. Yeah, like I don't even need um, to take anything. Like I've never seen a takeoff or a landing. Like I just have like an anxiety sleep. Like it's just like I wake up oh, sometime like when the food cart's going around. Then I'm just like, oh, I'll eat now, and then I'll like eat, and I'm just like, okay. Now, do you guys do window seats? Then I usually do aisle because I oh. hate walking past people to go to the restroom. But you're sleeping. Oh, they just the walk seat. over me sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I woke up in the yeah. middle of somebody walking. I over feel like me. because I have to pee a lot and can't sleep so i want that aisle the aisle is the best i yeah. like the window because i need to, I, I, just I like feel to trapped like lean, well i like to like lean up against yeah, if you're gonna sleep take uh, the window yeah because like otherwise I'm, i just feel like i'm just like <laughs> you know oh the middle seat is the worst oh that's definitely the worst 
Unless you're traveling with somebody and they're on either yeah, side yeah. of you. Then it's yeah. Like, it's like my wife in the middle seat. Uh, but she's 5'1". Yeah. Wow, that works. <laughs> Enough room there. What do you guys feel about uh, this whole thing with United when they uh, drug the guy off the plane? Well, I saw another tape where he said, um, fuck it, drag me off the plane then. There's another tape out um, that's uh, it's before the actual dragging situation. And uh, he said, take me off the plane. I think it's fucked up all around, though, that you can buy a ticket, have it booked, and they could just kick you off the plane at any time they want to. For one of their employees, though. Like, Makes no sense. Yeah. It's like wasting money, and they were going to give the guy $1,000 to do it. It's like if if I was on a plane and someone was just like, uh, my mother just died, and like they're just like, oh, we've got somebody who has a family emergency. Can you please give up your seat, and we're going to you know bump you up on the next flight or reimburse you or something like tell me something and uh, like m- maybe but it's just like but oh like if this is one of our employees that's flying for free and like i'm you're I'm like no that was a billion dollar mistake i heard their stock plummeted with billion dollars oh yeah they'll probably go back up though you think because their business is their business i mean they're not gonna go out of business or anything they got it. Well, the government will subsidize them. I mean, yeah, the government will subsidize it. They won't let United I mean, go away. But they went bankrupt already once. So I mean, if you need it, they just have control of these flights. So if you need one of the flights, you'll probably take them. And people will probably f- mostly forget. Americans better. Yeah, I mean, I don't. As far know. as like airports, where oh, they're, they go they're t- oh, yeah, United sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if someone had asked you to get up, would you have gotten off? Here's the thing, right? Like. Four thousand. Yeah, the thing was, so the person. Well, eight hundred they offered. So him. he was. Oh yeah, I mean, I am surprised no one would take a deal. Eight hundred cash. Some you think I, someone would take eight hundred? I think it was a credit. One lady got eleven thousand. How? How? Same how? Flight? So she said, "I'll get off, but give me eleven G's." Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but he had to, he had like a surgery or something. He had to give someone the next day or patients. Yeah. Yeah, he's a doctor, and um, he he couldn't because originally he said yes that he would do it, and then and that's like, why they came to him. Well, because I don't understand why. Okay, they so basically, him out. the first time they went on the plane, they asked for volunteers. Nobody volunteered. Then they claim that they have an algorithm that will just randomly pick passengers <laughs> to ask them to get off the plane. You know what that algorithm is? Asian. Yes. So then, <laughs> then they 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 went to um, like two couples because they needed four seats, and so the first couple said uh, yes, they would do it, and they got off, and then they went to him, and he originally said, "Oh, sure, I'll do it," but when's the next flight? And they said tomorrow. And he's like, oh, I can't do it because I'm a doctor and I have to see patients. Um, I have to get home today. I can't fly back tomorrow. I'll miss my appointments. And so then they're like, no, you you have to go. And he's like, no, I'm not going. So then he called his lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so he's on the, like, when those those um, uh, airline people were taking him off, I saw a video that he's on the phone with his attorney. And he's like, they want me to get off the plane. Yeah, I that's the one I'm patients. talking about when he yeah. said, just oh, he drag me off. Lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, smart and man. And so then 
His lawyers like tell them, no, you're not going and, and uh, tell them that they're going to have to physically remove you. And that's when he's like, all right, well, my lawyer says like you're just going to have ah. to physically remove me then. Okay. And so they're like, all right. And then they're like, he's taking me off the plane. And, like they're taking me off. And then it's just like, well, my lawyer says if you physically remove me off this plane, then I'm suing United. And so they're like, all right. And then they just pulled him off. So but who pulled? Was, was it United who pulled him off or the cops? Someone told me it was, it was United Airport, Airport Security. Airport Security. Right? Oh, okay. It was the Chicago police officer that came later when he was leaking all over the place. Oh, see, I thought it was, yeah. yeah. I would know that the police would have at least the authority to drag someone off a, like, drag, like, if the police tell you to go someplace, they could then drag you away. Mm-hmm. But airport security, no. But, you know, sure they put all they, the shit on the back of a ticket. Police, you don't know what yeah. they say. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have the fight. Uh, we have the right to refuse service. Yeah, 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 and all that. Right. But he probably gets some money. Nice money. Oh, yeah, he'll get oh, paid. Yeah, he'll but he's going to be traumatized. Can you imagine going through something like that? But they were already doing the whole smear campaign on him because... Well, they said he was trading drugs for sex or something? Yeah. His, I think it was Valium for sex. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> that um, habit-forming Valium. Yeah. So he's married. He's got, uh, I think, four children and five grandchildren. And he was... Uh, trading uh, drugs for sex with his uh, male uh, office manager. That he, so he's living he a was closeted a, life. He was originally a patient, and then he talked him into uh, being uh, the office manager yeah, for yeah. his practice, and then he started trading uh, sex for drugs. And apparently, can you imagine that conversation? Guy. I'll write your prescription volume. Just mm. suck my dick first. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it better be good if you want to tell supply. He like, gave him brains for see, his, like lo- his lawyer <laughs> told him to stay on and get removed. But this is great for his lawyer. Yeah, like it, for, from his lawyer's perspective, you want him physically removed so you could sue and make a lot, a lot of money. Get that thirty-three yeah. and a third. A conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean. Probably. He's, I'm what? Would you say five million, ten million? How much do you think he'll get? That sounds right. I have no idea. Five million, ten million, just to take a drag off. It yeah, might be a decent trade off. You're you're gonna at the- yeah. You'd have to do it. Yeah, I mean, you have to do it, but the lawyer's probably gonna get like twenty percent, and then they- thirty, thirty-three and a third. They get a third. Okay, and then. Uh, <laughs> He, I, I don't know if he's gonna get the full amount of money because they're going to like they're already like, like, tearing his character apart. It's just like they're just oh, doing he's that to just embarrass like, him to make him take a settlement, probably. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah. totally doing. Oh, yeah, if that. he doesn't settle, it'll take a really long time to get the money. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, I think that every jury is going to be sympathetic that it's ever been on a plane. Like, can you imagine? Like, you spent all this money. To like go on Everyone's gonna give it to him. Any yeah. jury, I give it to him. So like, you wouldn't even need to settle because like the juries are all gonna be sympathetic. Ten million is nothing to them anyway. Yeah. No. No, definitely not. Um. So, uh, Freddie, what's the strangest thing that's ever happened to you at a gig? At a comedy gig. I mean, there's just been shows where there's no mic or no audience or no one running the show. <laughs> So, like, just shows completely falling apart. I think yeah. that we were on that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, let's see. Other than... Not that much strange stuff has happened yet. Oh, okay. I performed at a bachelorette party in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. It was a bar show that was taking place after a bachelorette party. And the bachelorette party just stayed. Okay. 
which was kind of crazy. Did uh, you just tell a bunch of dick jokes? I should have. <laughs> I basically I had to bring the couple on. So the the husband was there, the future husband, and the dad and uh, mom were there too at the right. bachelorette party. Yeah, it wasn't a very fun. It was also a bar. Yeah, it was. It was you know some. It was not at a very exciting bar either. Okay. It was just yeah, people drinking beers and. Uh, so I bring, yeah, I bring, and the dad looked like the Monopoly man if he let himself go. Okay. Did he have, like, a monocle? He needed one. <laughs> he had lost, he, yeah. Um, also, he didn't have the hat on, and I guess the Monopoly man is bald under there. Yeah. No, he's totally bald under there. So I bring the groom on and talk to him for a while, and it turns out they met. He He's Argentinian, but she was, she was on vacation in Argentina and went to a Mexican restaurant. He was working there. Okay. Which seems like something someone from South Carolina would do is go to Argentina and then go to a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. She feel like, oh, they must be neighbors or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, they, they really couldn't be further apart. Uh, yeah. Then then I brought her on and then I was like, I talked to her for a while and I'm like, I'm gonna marry you. And uh, she was like, Are you a notary? Yeah. <laughs> and I I could have done it. I could have married them, but like I guess I didn't. I should have gone with it. Even though if I went with it, then the Monopoly guy would have been chasing me with a shotgun when he found out I didn't really marry. I didn't really know how to marry his daughter. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah. So then after that, I kind of then I did some jokes, and then I enjoyed it because it was just like, okay, this is a fun thing to do. Right. Uh, and I made it ten minutes without completely having people talk over me, and then uh, then the other comics went up. All right. It was one of those shows too where. The producer is hosting, and they're like, I'm not really going to do any jokes, so you're first. You'll just kind of have to. But I volunteered to go first because I just wanted to drink because I had done another show, and this was so random. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, at least then I can drink and watch the rest of the show. Right, right. Um, so would you say that you would prefer to do comedy? Because um, you seem like all your great stories are, are like doing comedy in the South as opposed to the city. I'll just do it wherever I can get on stage. stage. So how long have you been doing stand-up? Every day since July of 14, so almost three years. Every single day? Is that... Or at least, if not every day, if you miss one day, then do it twice the next day or whatever. Like, basically every day, though. Because I did it off and on for a couple of years, but that doesn't really count. Okay. Um, And then, like, does that include, like, mics, or is that all shows? It definitely includes mics. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's also as helpful. I mean, the first six months was almost all mics. Okay. Because you just get more comfortable on stage. Right. Um, I mean, now it's... I do shows almost every day, but I still do mics when they're convenient. Uh, the QED in a, in a story is next to my house, and they have a lot of free mics, so I go do those. Like, I did one before I came here. Okay. I've never been to QED. How is it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a place that has free mics and cheap shows and they, they, they treat the comics well but it's like well run I mean there's a lot of stuff like a lot of venues that have a lot of alternative venues that maybe have free mics or whatever have closed recently uh, for what you know for whatever reason like a lot of times it's like the health department and like QED you go there and like everything's up to code they're not breaking any rules they're always they're always make, yeah they're always under capacity and just they're doing the right thing so it's like right. a nice reliable place to get stage time yeah, a lot of clubs have shut down recently. So, like, uh, what the uh, Brooklyn Experiment uh, Lounge that shut down. Yeah. Um, what else has shut down recently? I know, like, uh, with, was it over the eight? 
Was that something? I had never been there. I think I, oh, I remember reading yeah. that venue pull over the 8th that shut down. I didn't know that it shut down. I just knew that they stopped doing comedy. But oh, I've okay. Been that over could the, be. I've never been no, there. No, I, I, that's possible. They could have shut down. Um, they shut down. Uh, Bunga's Den shut down and reopened. And actually, I was, I don't know how much comedy they do there anymore, but they have. I went there and the, the room is really nice right now. Oh, really? And like, I'm hopefully more people do shows there. If I had bandwidth, I would try to produce a show there because uh, it's a very nice room now. Bunga's Den? Yeah, I don't. The one flaw with that room was that they didn't have an air conditioner. I don't know if they fixed that, but it is much nicer looking. I feel like most places don't have an air conditioner. Yeah, just I remember being really hot. Yeah. yeah, QED does have an air conditioner. So, yeah. Um, what else shut down recently? Uh, I can't remember. I feel like a ton of places have been shutting down. Uh, so, or have have you? Uh, I, I I mean, I feel like everybody has been following it to some extent. But like, have you been following uh, current events lately? Oh, sure, like Trump, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you can't look away. It's just insane, so. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about, like, Sean Spicer's gaffe? Oh, yeah, because I'm Jewish. See, the weird thing is I'm comedian first, Jewish second, so I just, it was just hilarious. It was, like, so bad, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he knows about the Holocaust. He's just, like, he's just a deer in the headlights. So it's just a deer in the headlights kind of moment. Uh, let's see, anything else with it? Yeah, I, I was just, like, laughing. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I mean, it's kind of weird that he didn't get fired, but uh, just because he's not good at his job, so they should probably just, they should probably just, like, give him something else to do. Yeah, like, he should have been fired. I, f- I felt like he's been screwing up from, like, day one. Like, even, like, his first day on the job when he's just yelling at the press about crowd sizes, but, I mean, Trump wanted him to do that. But, like, that alone, I feel like he's he's never recovered from that. And if anything, he just keeps getting worse. But to me, yeah, also to me, it's like with Hitler and gassing people, like, that's what Hitler's known for. Like, right. Like, Hitler yeah. is the Hitler of gassing people. So it's weird, like, not to think of that. Yeah. And he's like, well, he didn't gas his own people. It's like, well, what does that yeah. mean? I, You know, I feel like he's been spending too much time with Bannon. He might... Yeah, I was thinking maybe I know I do know a lot about the Holocaust. I'm thinking maybe Spicer thought that they were just doing it to Jews in Russia, and he didn't realize that they sent Jews from Germany to Russia to get gassed. Or not? It wasn't Russia, but like Pol- uh, Poland. Okay, something. I mean, who knows? Yeah, but they were like they were German Jews. Like oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like they're they're German and they're Jewish. There was a whole system of trains. That's that uh, that Eichmann guy who they killed in the '60s was just in charge of the trains. That's the guy they found in Argentina, right? That, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I stayed the fuck away from that country. Oh, yeah. Argentina. That's where they all escaped to. That's why she went to a Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is what you call a callback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy looked really Argentinian and not like a kid of a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you feel about this whole Trump thing? Uh, it's crazy. People just are full... The thing is, it's like Fox News has been around for 20 years. So, like, it's now it's really it's really hurting us because people can just get their news from that, like, sites like that. And they're just in this, like, weird cloud of misinformation. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I just think, like, I don't hate people who voted for Trump, but, like, I think Hillary was objectively better. So, like, I just think that they're wrong. Oh, yeah. A yeah. lot of times it is subjective who you prefer or whatever. Like, I... Like, it is a job. People don't think of it like a job interview. It's not like who you like better 
or who even represents you only. It's that you're interviewing someone for a job, so who's going to be better at the job? Right. And as long as you don't pick anyone really bad, your life will be the same and you can get someone better in four years. So like, how do you think that things are going under this administration? I mean, this last two weeks alone, we have bombed Syria and we just bombed Afghanistan. And uh, right now we've got North Korea threatening a nuclear war. So how do you think we get out of this? Oh, man, yeah. I'm glad it's not, I'm not in charge of solving it. There's no way <laughs> it's out. It's hard to know. <laughs> it's like this because a lot of these issues have been around for a while. It's just now you don't trust the people handling them. The leadership. You could tr- right. oh, the, the biggest thing with the president is the president's always doing a million things, some of which you agree with, some of which you don't. But if you can trust them, then you're kind of willing to just, like, stop paying attention, which is very relaxing. Uh, so I trusted Obama. And then when you don't trust them, then you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But it's always crazy to an extent. Yeah, like I never knew that there was a daily press briefing until oh. Trump. Because like now, like I watch Spicer <laughs> every single oh, day. Awesome. I wish I could. Because like I'm just kind of like, all right, are we going to war yet? Are we going to war yet? Like who are we going to war with? Who did what? Like and Obama, I didn't even know. Like it's like twice a year he went on TV and I was just like, oh yeah, we got the State of the Union and like... Some big thing just happened, so he's going to get on TV, and I'll watch that. And I just was kind of, like, really, like, namsy-pamsy about it all, because, like, when you trust the president, you're just like, you know, he's got this. I don't need to worry. I'm going to be fine. And, like, now it's, like, literally, like, I'm, like, eating a pack of cookies, like, watching Son Spicer. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. Who's going to kill us first? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the press briefing's usually boring. It's just usually them just answering questions about really detailed stuff with the government yeah but it's yeah no i definitely uh, world war three is coming uh, but who are we starting with first is the question it's insane um so you said that you were married yeah i'm married so uh, how long have you been married since uh three and a half years okay how did you guys meet through friends Okay, uh, like you guys kind of lived in the same neighborhood, or you're, is she a comic also? She, uh, no. She was friends with my college roommate. Okay. And then we met and eventually became friends and then started dating. All right. I would say that, like, it makes sense that I met her through friends. If a woman's going to consider sleeping with me, she needs references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, what's, like, the most challenging thing about being married? Because he's engaged. He's about to get married soon, too. So, like, what are the tips that you can give him? I don't find it that hard uh, if you marry the right person. She's low-maintenance, so that's good. Uh, The most challenging thing about being married is the downside. Because if it goes bad, it's hard to get out of. Uh, Mm. Because divorce is... I mean, yeah, it's just you're going to lose... You're going to have to move and lose money and stuff like that. Uh... What's the most rewarding thing about being married? Uh, a lot of everything. Yeah, having a partner. Yeah, having someone there all the time. You don't have to be lonely. Uh, have support and love and all that. And it's a great tax uh, status. Five yeah, it can status. help you with that. If you marry someone who makes less money than you, it saves you a bunch of money on taxes. Bunches. If you marry someone who also makes a lot of money, that could actually hurt you. If you both make a lot. I guess if you both make a little, then you're just screwed anyway. Yeah. This is a better deduction than single. The thing is just, you have to get dorky with taxes, but that's why you got a Jew on. 
if you're both like in a high. He's an accountant, so it's fine. Accountant major. I was an accountant major. Put you in like a higher tax bracket, like if you're. Well, when you combine the incomes, but they give you more deductions. Oh, they give you more deductions. Yeah, Yeah. get a lot of deductions. No, we don't have a house or kids or anything. Okay. I don't know if you get any deductions for being married. You do for house and kids. Well, for your filing status. So, say you have single, head of household, married, oh, yeah, yeah. married, filing separate, you get a better. Just like if two people who make 125000 get married, then don't they end up being in the 250000 bracket, which is like a crazy higher percentage? Does that screw you? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. But luckily, like. Then you go up to like mm, yeah. roughly 40%. But like, I have a corporate job, but then my wife makes not that much, so she helps me. So. There you have it. She, yeah. It works She's a real ways. hard worker, too, but just doesn't. Yeah, stage man- She's a stage manager uh, for Off-Broadway Place. That doesn't pay a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. And then she has another job. Well, she, she's always working. But uh, Is it 1099? Summer's 1099. Oh, so you guys could write off a bunch of There's shit. There's a bunch of right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, I don't think she really pays federal taxes. I think she's in that Mitt Romney 47% who doesn't pay federal taxes. <laughs> but then, so, again, so is Trump. So. Yeah. I want to see this guy's taxes, man. Uh, Rachel Maddow let me down. Remember, she showed his taxes in the show, absolutely nothing. Yeah, but like they were from like what two thousand three or two thousand five or something like yeah. that. Did anyone expect that those were going to be like the nitty gritty taxes? Yeah, but the way they held their press conference, it was like there's going to be this smoking gun, and it was nothing. I'm sure he has all kinds of connections. Uh, yeah, oh, I hope yeah. they just investigate the hell out of the the Russia ties and all that. Uh, though it is, it's somewhat. Re- Wishful thinking. It's like, oh well, he didn't. He won, but then he's not legit. So then you get rid of him. But like, we sort of have to live with like, you know, uh, a good chunk of the country voted for him, and then hopefully they won't next time. I well, can't wait to see twenty twenty. Then I think we're stuck with him for eight years until they can actually prove that he was in collusion. And the other problem I'm having though is that I don't think most of his supporters will even care. No, I don't think that his supporters would care, but Uh, if he was found guilty of collusion, then, like, they can impeach him. Again, we're going to have Pence, which is not much better, but hopefully you can, like, ensnare him in something, too. I feel like you're probably... I mean, I think that... um, Paul Ryan probably is going to get ensnared in this because why would Nunez go to him with information if he wasn't also a part of it? And then why would he let Nunez like basically sabotage the whole Intel committee? So I think that as far as replacement presidents, we're whoever is beyond uh, Paul Ryan, I feel like that's probably would end up as who would be our president if all the ducks line up. So, so you think they're going to knock out the president, vice president, and speaker, and, and, and speaker? Yeah, I bet Pence kept himself wow. clean. I don't think he did because he still had some business with Flynn, and they were claiming that Flynn lied to him about the uh, Russian oh, yeah. connection, but he was the head of the transition. Um, Pence was. So Pence would be the one that would be knowing that Flynn and Jared went to see this Russian ambassador. um, And he also uh, would have been in contact with Carter Page. So I feel like he would get knocked out, too, I think. Interesting. Um, But 
I also feel like if you have a president that has all of this cloud of collusion and treason around him, why are you letting him bomb other people? Like, uh, he, he shouldn't be able to do anything but a fucking Easter egg hunt. It's tricky. Then we, we'd be really... If he couldn't bomb people, we'd be in a really weak position. Yeah. But, he, I mean, he's just bombing people to take our minds off the fact that, like, he's Putin's puppet. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah. It's, it's surreal. There's something going on. It's a maze. The people I'm mad at is the people in the swing states who probably didn't like Trump, but then didn't vote. Like, just what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, if your swing state vote is so valuable, it's worth, like, at least 10 times the vote, even 10 or 100 times more than the vote, a vote in New York. What are we you talking got, about? Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah. Florida? Yeah, there's, like, 15 or 20 of them, yeah. Yeah. Just people in those states who had the swing state vote and didn't vote. Like, what were you doing? But, you know, this is the other thing that I find, like, just going back to Rachel Maddow, um, is that... Uh, a, a Russian hacker was arrested in Spain and Barcelona and his wife claims that the reason why he was arrested was because the FBI asked the Spanish government to arrest him because he wrote a virus that was involved in the um, hacking of the American election. So here's an interesting point, right? So if if he wrote a virus that changed votes, it's possible that all these people in middle America that I'm hating right now maybe voted for her and he changed the vote with a virus and I'm hating for no reason. I'm just going to wait and let that I don't know. settle down. I think they hacked first. the DNC and they released info, but I don't think they hacked the votes. I Well, I think that it's possible that they hacked the votes just for the mere fact that he lost the the um, the the popular vote and won the um, electoral college vote. So, but let's say, for instance, what if they didn't hack the general election? What if they hacked the electoral college? Because that's an easier thing to hack. It's much less votes. But we knew he won the electoral college before they actually voted. I think the thing is, I think most of the votes are paper also. I don't know if they even could be hacked. Of the so, like there's a paper trail. Yeah, I don't. A I'm lot very of... suspicious. Yeah, I think I think when people say hack the election, they should say hacked the DNC, and that's kind of like they yeah like they hacked the DNC and then they released info that didn't end up necessarily changing the election, but just the fact that they did it and that he if his side colluded with them, that would be a reason to impeach him. Like I think that some of these states do have um, like electronic voting. Oh, yeah, I that's true. It's not all paper. It's not. Yeah. It's not all paper. And so, like the states that don't have paper can, are very vulnerable to hacking. Um, but let's say that the states that don't have paper are the states that he won in, like Middle America. I mean, there's. It's true that only. I mean, what like fifty percent of the population voted? Yeah, yeah, that is, so, that is yeah. the yeah. You know, so like out of that. 26 27 percent went for hillary and then the rest went for um Agent that's Orange. possible though because there's more people in new york and california the biggest states that she won that so it would make sense for her to have more votes yeah i mean in these areas yeah. people prefer him and not out of outside out it's like people in cities like her uh people outside of cities like him and then like rich white people also like him and like he was able to make a coalition that worked in the ele- in the electoral college 
Right. I I don't know. It the whole thing is just it's it's very it's very disturbing. Also, people don't realize like people only want to vote when they like the candidate, but like a big thing you got to do is just vote against bad candidates. Because a bad president's more likely to change your life than a good president. A good president won't really change most people's lives. Right. But I I still kind of feel like how does anyone think that he was going to be good? Like that's just Got to go to the Midwest or the South. I mean, I I think that uh, SNL last week, they had like a sketch about like how like these Trump voters voted for him and they're talking to Trump and it's like, oh, you know, like uh, I, I really need my health care because I get cancer or whatever. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to get rid of health care. He's like, all of it? And oh, like, yeah, yeah all yeah. of it. And, and it's like, <laughs> but I need my health care. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, and it's like, oh, well, I need a doctor, but I have to drive like two hours to get to my doctor because I have no choices. Oh, don't worry about it. Like, you're not going to have health care. You're never going to have to drive to see a doctor again. And I just kind of feel like that's his voter. Like, that's... That they are, were just so angry that, like, something named after a black man was helping them that, like, they're just like, oh, I don't need my lungs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, people are dumb. Yeah. They didn't know Affordable Care and Obamacare was, was the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. 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 It's just like because, you know, the way that Republicans branded it, it's like, oh, no, that's Obamacare. Obamacare is different than Affordable Health, uh, Affordable Healthcare Act. You want Affordable Health Care Act. You don't want no Obamacare. Like, oh, I hate Obamacare. Like, give me the Affordable Health Care. It's the same thing. Like, no, it's not. That's named after a, a Muslim nigger. Like, you know, it's just crazy. That's, a, that's his mission in life. You know, I've never seen another president use the ex-president's name so much. Or Everything even, he says relates to something Obama did. between them. Yeah. Something. But he has that dude stuck in his mouth for something. An honor among at, thieves, if you will. Yeah, but when you think about what was it the was it the press correspondence dinner maybe like five or six years ago where Obama yeah. roasted him, I think it's payback. I think he wants to destroy his legacy over that. I just want to see the P tapes. The P tapes. Who has the P tapes? Russia, right? Putin. Putin's got all the P tapes. Is it Trump peeing or people peeing on Trump? This is what I want to see it for. It's unclear, yeah, if it's if he was getting peed on sexually or if he wanted someone to pee on a bed because Obama used it. Yeah, yeah. things get exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> well, and somebody got those tapes. They got a little dossier well, on here's Trump. Here's the whole thing, though. His a tapes. lot of things from the dossier have actually happened or have been corroborated to be truth. I so, don't believe they're P tapes. The, but really he doesn't even see, give a fuck, though. I really want to see a video of him having sex. Oh, God. I would be so interested. Do you that. think it's probably tr- a lot of videos. enough Trump? He, it's, it's so much entertainment. Yeah. I just think it's going to be all this like wobbly old man, pasty flesh. Like, blah, blah, blah. But seeing Trump oh, yeah, getting pissed on would be, be entertaining. Uh, I don't want to see. <laughs> if there's a show piss me tape. something down below to show that it's really going in. And then I just want to see a video of his face. Make sure it's not sex. CGI. I mean, yeah. even Melania only did it once. Allegedly. No, that's his kid. If that's his kid. Um, <laughs> it looks like him, though. No? Allegedly, because they're very litigious. I think it definitely uh, is his kid, but it could have been an in vitro thing or whatever. Yeah, because, like, honestly, I feel like no matter how big an asshole my husband is, like, if I was, like, a billionaire's wife, like, I'd always be, like, walking on sunshine. I'd be like, whatever. You live in D.C. I'm living up in NYC. Like, I don't care what you're doing. I'm living. Yeah, she I'm, don't even want to see the me. guy. It's like. 
And every time you see her, she's just like, it's, it's, I don't she know. She doesn't look happy to be around him at all. It, yeah. It, it's like literally like she's got like an iron pair up her ass every single time you see her. You think she has a boy toy? I, I mean, I would assume a girl toy from the photos that we've seen, but you know, it could be anything, but I'm, I'm just, you know, making, uh, an assumption based on photographic history that we have from the first lady, mm. allegedly very litigious. Go on. See, I think he's probably been nice. I don't know if he was good to his otherwise, but I think by now he's like, he's probably just been nothing but nice to her. And she's just thanks. Thanks the Lord that she just got to be rich. That's why I think he's not nice to her. Yeah. She's bought and paid for her. She would be nothing without him. And I think he lets her know that every day. Well, that's like whenever you see, like, he says something to her and her face just, like, drops flat. Mm. Like, like you know, even at the inauguration, like, she was smiling. Smiling, then he turned and then around, he turned around and, and went said away. something to her and she's just like, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think that he's probably, like, super mean to her. But, like, you know, like, this is what she got herself into. They may not even know each other that well. I mean, that's possible. It's very possible. I think it's weird that he only marries people that last name ends in an A. So you have like, um, what was it, Ivana or or Ivana? Ivana. 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 Then you had Marla. And now you have Melania. And you also have Ivanka. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I had a college roommate who did the same thing. Only women who had named end in an A. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's definitely strange. Um, we're going to have to, uh, wrap this up, but before we go, Freddie G, where can everyone see you next? Follow you on social media. When are your next shows? Yeah, you can, uh, you can listen. You should listen to my podcast. It's a uh, model in the mansion on iTunes, Libsyn, SoundCloud. Uh, we got an Instagram account at MATM pod. Uh, yeah, so you can check that out. And then, uh, also for me on Twitter, it's at orange Freddie G or, uh, Freddie Facebook.com slash Freddie G comedy. Okay, and where can everyone see your next show? show. So this this comes out right away. Mm-hmm. I'm at I'm at Stand Up New York on Sunday. Uh, I've got a bunch of a bunch of shows. I'm just gonna kind of uh, list them out on the site. But yeah, just follow me there. It's a lot of yeah, a lot of small shows. No big like uh, big big road shows right now. But kind of working on that. So cool. Yeah, there'll be more stuff if you if you if you follow me and want to see me come to your town, please message me. I'm very responsive and very needy. So. Nice. Jason. Check me out at Laugh at First Sight. Sight is spelled S-I-T-E. Um, I'm going to be at the Grizzly Pair on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And next Friday, I am also going to be at Broadway Comedy Club for Fashionably Funny, 10 o'clock at Broadway Comedy Club. And you can catch us each and every Friday right here on FLO Empire Radio. This is Big Talkin' Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And hopefully we don't bomb anyone this weekend, you guys. (laughs) See you next week. Peace out.